Draw, lose, or draw. This is our Thistles Euros Group D episode. It's our final Thistle Euros episode. So far, the group winners have been Johnny Tuffy, Thomas Cherney, and Stephen O'Donnell. So thanks for everyone who's voted. Again, we're going to talk through four continental ex-Thistle players, and you'll get the chance to vote on your favourite to join Tuffy, Cherney, and O'Donnell in the final. Joining me to do this are David Forrest. David, hello. How are you? I'm really excited to see us play in the last 16 of the Euros. I missed the game on Tuesday, but I imagine we won. So um, I'm looking forward to the game in the last 16. No spoilers here. Mark, are you well? Um, David. Um, <laughs> I, I, so could, could be better, I think. Could be better. And I mean that in an entirely facetious way. I don't want anybody sliding into my... DMs thinking I'm actually not alright. I'm just scunnered with Scotland, to be honest. <sighs> Sorry, I didn't give you the full intro. That's that's Mark Wallace, in case um, anyone doesn't recognise his dulcet tones. So we've got oh, four that's... more extracts to get through. Um, Mark, I'll come to you first. This man is from Sweden. I believe he scored 13 goals for the club. He was initially loaned in by John Lambie before being made a permanent member of the squad. It's Peter Lindau. Mark, talk us through him. Uh, Peter Lindau, uh, we bit before my time, but somebody whose exploits are fairly available. Um, as you said, he came in short term uh, on loan from Air United at the turn of the century and then went on to make uh, a full season with the club the season after as part of our side that got promoted to the second tier from the third in 2000-2001, where he scored uh, nine goals in 31 games, including uh, the hat-trick at Stirling Albion that sealed much sought-after promotion after years of um, of being in the doldrums and the first of what we didn't know would be an unprecedented uh, back-to-back promotion. David? Um, Peter Lindau, or to give his correct name according to the official commentator at the time, Peter Lindau, do, 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 every time he scored. Um, yeah, Peter Lindau, I mean, if you, you speak to anybody that went to official games at that time, they hold Peter Lindau in such reverence. If you speak to anybody, um, they always have such great love for a man and they absolutely hold him in such a high regard. And again, there's a video of him on online of the goals he scored. So some of the goals he was scoring were unreal just for to see a Thistle player doing that sort of stuff um, was just absolutely fantastic I think he very much is a, a huge cult icon at Thistle I think as well it, it, as well as that because he was around the same time as Henrik Larsson um, he was good friends with Henrik Larsson just as you would be if you were a Swedish guy in Glasgow at the time I suppose um, also playing football but um, I think because Larsson was doing his exploits to Celtic having our own wee Many Larson at Thistle doing the sort of same thing for us and kind of pushing us forward and doing some amazing goals. He's 
I, you know, absolutely fantastic player, and yeah, um, he's you know absolutely beloved by the club. Yeah, a, a fantastic player, and certainly one that is dearly missed. And I really enjoyed his uh, interview with uh, Brian Welsh on YouTube. I sat and watched that quite recently. I it's a fantastic interview, and just uh, you could see when you when you see Welsh, you talk to him, the, the love that he holds, being being someone who went to the games that time, you can see that clearly it's so it's a, a a big a big thing for him to be speaking to the guy. So yeah, absolutely fantastic player, and loved by anyone who saw him. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was gonna I was gonna mention the YouTube video. It's well worth checking out. Next up, we've got an Italian representative. This is definitely the most continental group. Um, we struggled the early doors to get anyone from outside the UK and Ireland, but we've got a real continental flavour today. So next up, he's from Italy. He made 16 appearances in 2019 on loan. He was signed by Gary Caldwell, which was the loan was then terminated by Ian McCall. We have mentioned him, perhaps a little harshly, on our 10 worst signings since relegation podcast. This will probably be pretty quick because I believe David and Mark both joined me in that episode. He scored twice. It's Rafa DeVita. David, we'll probably link the, the top 10 worst signings in after this episode, but just remind the listeners what we thought about DeVita's time at Firhill. Um, I mean, it's he taken them to uh, league titles um, and stuff before, uh, held in high regard by all of uh, fans, I think. But by the time he came to us, he was a bit past. I think a lot of us thought when he came in, he could have done something, but he didn't really. Like, he, he, he failed to kind of live up to what we maybe expected of him. Um, but, you know, um, he, he wasn't number one in the worst signings, so that, that's good. Um, and we'll always have the, the tequila chant, I suppose. Yeah, this, like, Rafa De Vita, like, he came with a, with a decent pedigree. Like, he was good at Levy uh, when they were, when they had been demoted from the fourth to the fourth tier from the second. And, like, he got a lot of goals in that team was well thought of, moved about a bit, and then came to Ross County, scored a few goals, but I don't think he was particularly um, impressive in the sense of, like, he was very good, but he was part of the side that won the League Cup there. And he moved back to Livy, where he'd done well again, and then came to us and just distinctly unimpressed. I don't really want to put the boot in too much, because we talked about it before. But like I just remember being really, really unimpressed by him. Like he just seemed like he was it just seemed like he was phoning it in. Like it it was quite bad. Like he did score a, that very nice goal against Morton at Capilo in a game that we ended up bottling. But yeah, like just like a guy like one of those guys who does well everywhere else and then you sign him and you're like, Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this guy does and then they end up letting you down. Yeah, I think I said on the podcast, the, the signings podcast, I didn't think he was bad enough to warrant a place in the top 10. He was not, by no means excellent. I don't think he's going to win this group, but a fairly forgettable player, I think, rather than a terrible one, in my opinion. And um, we'll move on. This is perhaps the most the most colourful addition in all of the group stage. It's a Portuguese player. Um, we signed him after a stint in the celebrity Big Brother house. Uh, I've got a little question about that later on. He was signed by uh, the Britain and White co-management team in 2004. He made five appearances without scoring a single goal. It's George Cadet. Mark, take us away. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, George Cadet. Where do you start with George Cadet? Usually, given our proximity to Celtic and Rangers, you get the odd 
youngster coming in on loan. Like with it, like recent times with Stephen Lennon, Zach, like guys like Zach Rudden or Lewis Mayo or Reece Breen, etc., etc. You get younger guys coming in uh, from Celtic and or Rangers. This time, however, like we signed George Cadet, um, at what could be best described as the fag end of his uh, professional career. Uh, that I, I can't recall a football club signing anybody from Big Brother. Uh, I hope we never do it again. Um, but yeah, like this is this guy instantly forgettable. Five appearances. Um, that this the, George Cadet. Some of the younger ones might not. Me and David certainly remember. Oh, George Cadet was a very famous for bringing down the SFA in the late 90s because when he was at Celtic, the SFA sat on his registration and prevented him from playing, claiming that he was signed out with the transfer deadline because the transfer deadline was different to what it is now. Uh, So the SFA secretary, Jim Farry, uh, sat on this registration and Celtic took him to court he lost his job amidst uh, being already under a hail of criticism for trying to play a World Cup qualifier against Belarus on the day of Princess Diana's funeral but yeah Jim Farry George Cadet and by the way the Thistle connection to George Cadet before that was he was met he, uh, he was unveiled as a Celtic player on the 24th of February 1996 against Thistle so his he's Thistle connection goes back a wee bit further, but certainly one of the most controversial uh, footballers we've had on our books, even as briefly as it was. Yeah, like I, I don't, I think for people who are um, a bit younger, I don't think you can kind of put any words just how good George Cadetti was in that season with Celtic. I think he still holds a record for most goals in a first full season for Celtic. It was, if I remember right, 38 goals in 47 appearances for Celtic. Uh, he got 33 caps for Portugal and uh, five goals. He was in the Euro 96. Well, he was like, actually really fucking good. And but He played for Benfica and for uh, Sporting uh, Sporting Club de Portugal. The guy was extremely talented, but when we got him, he was not very good. I remember George Cadetti signing for us literally like it was yesterday, despite not being a Thistle fan at the time. I remember it because obviously me, uh, people, me and Mark, they will remember Cadetti with Van Hoydonk and De Canio and stuff like that and just how good he was and stuff like that. And even then it was a case of he was that good. Even if he's like half the player he was before, he'll absolutely tear it apart for us. And I, I remember as well because... I, I I thought he was a fantastic player and he signed for Thistle. My, my aunt, I used to stay with my aunt quite a bit and everybody in that street was a Celtic fan. And I remember the day they got announced, all my Celtic fan friends were like, what's George Cadetti? Because he remembered how good he was and I spent the entire week taking the piss, talking about how he was going to absolutely run them riot and they were all scared about how how good he was going to be and all that. Um, and then he wasn't, he was pish. But I always remember just the week leading up to it of George Cadet is going to absolutely hammer you. It's going to be great. And um, yeah, it was, uh, he, he, it's so bizarre because he, he was meant to sign for Rafe Rovers. And then Rafe Rovers says, oh, we need to play in two games. And funnily enough, much like Mark mentioned with the, 
the Jim Farry incident. Again, he was caught out by the SFA and not being registered and they couldn't play him in any games. So they went, oh, no, it's fine. And Fissel took a punt on him and brought him in. And um, he, I don't know, like, a very... A very bizarre career. Like he went, he, he I'm, I'm right in saying he left due to mental health issues in Celtic. He just like a bad. He just left yeah, and went home. Was, like he, like he left. He joined Celtic in very like acrimonious circumstances and left in acrimonious circumstances. Like it was like, very symptomatic of Celtic in the nineties, really. So like, as you, Rangers are very much in the midst of nine in a row and. Um, like whether Celtic fans maintain if they'd had cadet, maybe they maybe things could be different. But yeah, he was a very very colourful guy, as referenced by the fact we picked him up no far out of celebrity big brother. A very very strange guy, I think is the best way to put it. Can I ask? I don't like all Derek Ray. Like I'm genuinely asking this because he was before my time, and I think I've heard cadet, but is it cadet or cadetti? I believe it's cadet, but I'm, I wouldn't hold, hold me to that. Certainly in Glasgow, like, he's cadet because he's, he's only one George cadet. He's got hair like spaghetti, or he puts the ball in the net. That was always a joke. And depending on your persuasion, he's he's Portuguese and scores the fees, or Portuguese and one of these, and he'd all do the wanker thing. So, but I believe in Glasgow, he's always referred to as cadetti. But I think maybe it might be cadet just out of uh, it might be like Kadesh or something like that. Way the Portuguese pronounce it. He was actually born in Mozambique, so like that's also quite cool. So he's technically African too. So it's like that. This selection for the Euros has been enough of a shambles without putting in a guy born in Mozambique. So we'll just ignore that. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask. I'll probably not say his name again in case I offend anyone. I wanted to ask, what Thistle playoff past or present would you most like to see in the Celebrity Big Brother house? Jack Storer. Exactly, Jack Storer. Absolutely, Jack Storer. But possibly as well, Kenny Miller, because you know you'd be taking sides and forming cliques and taking people away and, you know, turning them against each other. So maybe Kenny Miller, if not George Gray. But then again, maybe Landlords will turn up at his house and batter him. Um, I need to cut that. Um... (laughs) No, don't cut that. That happened. (laughs) That's a very fine news. I don't think that was Landlords either. No, no, landlords were using the diplomatic. Lords of, a, lords of a particular kind. I don't think they were landlords. We're implicating ourselves here for fuck's sake. No, okay. we're really not. I, I, don't, I don't think any Miller listens to us. I think I will be fine with that. So, Jack Storer, get yourself in there. They don't even do Big Brother anymore, do they? Probably see him on like Love Island in a few years or something like that. I was going to say, they, 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 they fucking love a footballer on Love Island, eh? Yep. We'll move on to number four. Um, he's from Finland, signed in 2005 on loan, and he had a very good goal-scoring record. I believe he scored 9 in 17. It's, uh, again, hope I'm pronouncing this right, Yuka Santala. David, do you want to start on him? The thing that absolutely baffles me about Yuka Santala is we signed him as a centre-back. He was signed as a centre-back. We played him for a couple of games as a centre-back. He was shite. And then somebody said, why do you put him up front? And then they just made him a striker, and he became this... <laughs> his goal machine for us despite how we signed him as a defender um, yeah like it's I don't know it's bizarre we signed him on loan from Rangers um, to get first team experience and he just seems to have done really really well for us at the time but he, yeah a fantastic goal record but I seen somebody um, had posted um, <laughs> what was it how, how many goals and appearances was it that he had 
I believe it was 9 and 17. That was, it. that says, was the information I could find. The, the quote that I seen was, Yukis and Tala, he scored nine goals in 17 games and he was still pish, which I found to be <laughs> just a fantastic um, descriptor. But yeah, he see, yeah he, in fact, we signed him as a centre-back when we go and score. Like that was yeah, fantastic. And yeah, a, a, a great wee player. There's probably a few people you could say that about who've played for Thistle with similar goal records. Um, a certain Kenny Miller comes to mind as well. Mark? Yeah, 11 goals in 23 games uh, for Yukas and Tala. I must have been um, looking at the league record, sorry. Yeah, he, he like David said, uh, we signed him as a centre-half. And uh, signing a centre-half and then playing him up front uh, in the third tier is quite possibly one of the most Dick Campbell things Dick Campbell could ever do. Um, amazingly, it worked. Like, he retired due to a knee injury, I believe. And, like, he, he's, only, he's only 30. He's only 36. He'll be 36 in September. Like, he's still a young guy. He was only 19 when he made his Thistle debut. Away to Stirling... At home, sorry, to Stirling Albion in the third tier. Clearly, like, you get home runs like that goes without saying like it's just a very very Scottish thing that you sign a guy you play in defence and you st- and Jimmy Bone who was Dick Campbell's and I said, oh, well, you play him up front and it fucking worked can't he do any better than that my favourite thing about Yuka Sintaro though absolutely has to be the day he scored against Steny we beat Steny 4-1 in the Scottish Cup and Sintaro scored to make it 3-1 and then the BBC match report from 2005 is still up there if you search for it. But um, it, he is listed as Duke Gekantawa slotting home Steve McConnell's cross to make it 3-1. Which is made even more funny by the fact that they, they, spell, they spell his name correctly in the team lineup. But in the report, he's down as Duke, D-U-K-E, and then Gekantawa, G-E-K-A-N-T-A-W-A. Clearly a name that he's just heard, but a fantastic uh, typo. Worthy of the ground he had any day. So I'll come back to you both of you just to get your, your group winners and who, who's going to qualify in second place. I, ju- I, ju- I think I'd have to go for Lindau with that one. Just the reverence is held in by fans of that sort of age. You, you can't ever look past that. And you, uh, Some of the goals he scored, you can see in YouTube, are fantastic. And... Um, yeah, I think I'd have to go for Lindau. Second place, maybe a bit controversial, I think I'm going to go for George Cadetti, just because I had so much fun winding up my pals for uh, for a, a week or two. And he, he was he was a great player, just a very troubled player. But yeah, I'd probably go for George Cadetti in second, but I don't know if anybody else is. Mark? Uh, I'm Joe, I'm going to go with Yuka Santala as my group winner. I think he's got... Like it's, it's just I think it's a very interesting story above anything else. Like the centre half that ended up playing centre forward and doing it very well, and like he went on to have a decent career before being ended by injury. My group runner up probably going to be Peter Lindau. Although I could I, like for for colour alone, I could have went for Cadet, but I'm going to go with Peter Lindau as my number two. We've not had a partridge thistle section um, in a while, so we're going to bring that back. I believe that's. It's the first one since we secured the League One title. So, in honour of England's last 16 opponents, um, our Partridge Thistle question this week is, what is your favourite German thing? Mark? Uh, 
Uh, it's got to be either Colch or it's got to be Currywurst. I can't. Like, can I want? Can I have one A and one B on this? Because the two of them are fucking amazing. Through Colch and Currywurst for me. Like, oh fuck, can he pick? I'll just go with the Currywurst. Fuck it. You have to pick. You've got to put one under in one or one. You can keep one forever. You're keeping the the sausages. I'm keeping the sausages high. It's a good call, David. Um, I'm going to go for the greatest band of all time. I absolutely adore them. Kraftwerk. Every album is incredible. I, I think anyone can listen to them and love them. Uh, I went to see them at Tina Park. It was the greatest thing I've ever been to. I was meant to be going to see them in September, but it got cancelled. Um, get replaced by the Libertines, so now I've got really expensive Libertines tickets. Um, I, I absolutely adore Kraftwerk. I think they're just the greatest band of all time, and they, they are unparalleled live, despite the fact that they're just four static robots on stage. They absolutely blow you away every time. I love them. Good calls. Uh, I'm going to go Manuel Neuer. Um, long-term podcast listeners will know I'm the goalkeeping enthusiast, and I think he's been the best around for about 10 years now, and hopefully he'll play a big part in Dumping the English out on Tuesday. So, Manuel Neuer, you're the... No, no, no. Mark, come on. It's Manuel Neuer versus Jordan Pickford. Come on. I um, I will say is all the English seem to be very hopeful. This is the time that finally they'll beat Germany, much like this was the time that we would finally beat England on Friday and we didn't. So we can take solace in the fact that England are getting their hopes up just like us and then they're going to get absolutely uh, ripped. It's going to be great. Absolutely. Um, we've got a few plans for the podcast coming up. I think the three of us are going to go to Kelty uh, tomorrow. I don't know when this will be released, but we're recording on Friday. So the three of us will be up at Kelty tomorrow. We're going to record a season preview for the season ahead, which will be released in the, the week before the opening League Cup game. So that will be the week beginning the 5th of July, I think. We've also got a special fan episode, which you might have contributed to Uh that was recorded on the night of the Falkirk game. So that will be released on the eve of the, the new season. So hopefully the 9th of July for that one. As always, thanks for listening. Keep your eye on the club social media channels. They're very keen for you if you've got a season ticket to register your social bubbles so that we can get as many people inside for how as possible. So important, so important to get these done because like it's vitally important that we get fans out of the ground uh, in, a safe, in a, a safe way above all else. We all want to get back to the football. Everybody knows that. We want to get back to games. We're very excited to be going at the time of recording tomorrow uh, for the Kelty game. And it's vitally important that you get uh, your, your social bubble sorted because at the end of the day, we all want to be back at Firhill watching the club with the people we care about the most. Absolutely. And if you do find yourself in a social bubble with Mark Wallace, we will set up a GoFundMe for you. As always, thanks for listening to this What about for me? Fuck off. <laughs> no, 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 there's levels to this. Uh, as a man who doesn't have any family that goes to Fissel has to decide who he wants to be in a social bubble with, it's a very fucking trying time, Mark, okay. for me. <laughs> make, me as always. make me sound like the devil here, man. Geez, peace. Well... As always, thanks for listening to Draw, Loser, Draw. You can vote for your Group D winner on Twitter under this episode we will also like the top 10 signings we'll be talked about Devita in a bit more detail buy a season ticket register your social bubbles stay safe and wear a mask
müsste. Sie fragte mich gleich, als ich reinkam, wollen wir mal tanzen, als gerade mein Lieblingslied erklang. Wir beide stunden lang. Du willst was anderes von mir. 